Welcome to That Blind Guy Show. I'm your host, John Yee, and this is episode four, Limitations. So, I think that everybody who has, well, everybody has somebody or themselves that tells them what they can and can't do. And I think that that's particularly true of anyone who has a physical challenge. And I think that that's further complicated by anyone who's considered legally blind and not totally blind. Legally blind is kind of a gray area. It's not really um, a medically defined term as much as it is a regulatory defined term. Legally blind is just how the government determines what you can and cannot do as someone with a visual impairment. Um, So, yeah. We place, I think everybody places limitations on themselves, uh, but I think that people who have physical challenge, uh, physical challenges do that more. So when you're a kid, part of growing up is finding out what your limitations are. You don't know, uh, and so you kind of have to find out. You go out for sports, you uh, try and do other activities. When you get older, you uh, try socializing and dating and all those kinds of things. But throughout that period of time, uh, your parents kind of have an influence over that kind of stuff too. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some of my experiences and I'm going to talk about limitations that people tried to, uh, to put on me and how I dealt with them and how I've kind of smashed the limitations that people thought that I could do. When I was growing up, my family was actually really great, and for the most part, they didn't try and set limitations on me. Um, They did, however, try and find activities for me that generally didn't require uh, a lot of eyesight. Um, I come from a football-obsessed family, and so they're like, oh yeah, you can play, you know, you can play defense, you can, you know, you can do this. You don't necessarily have to be offense, you don't necessarily have to be... Uh, you know, somebody who runs the ball and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, football was just never my thing. But they tried. And, and so my family, they would try and find things for me to do that didn't require uh, a whole lot of visual acuity. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't, did not. Um, the, I think the most supportive was probably my mom and my great-grandmother on my mother's side. Both of them were basically like, you can do whatever you want. You just have to put your mind to it, yeah, and you might have to adapt to figure things out, but you can do it. And just to preface this, uh, I'm going to talk a lot about my mother here, uh, because quite frankly, my mom was probably my most supportive in not telling me the things that I can and can't do. And there is a time in my life when my father was away at work a lot uh, after they, they separated. So... A lot of my formative years were spent with my mom and with my grandmother on my father's side. So growing up, I never really went to any kind of special schools or, you know, never really did any of those kinds of things. When I was in elementary school, I did for a time use large print books. I did for a time use audiobooks, and, uh, you know, those were the things that I adapted to. But I was not put in any kind of special school or special program. I was there with the rest of the kids and I played with the rest of the kids. I went out to PE with the rest of the kids and and it was never a problem. When I decided that I wanted to play a sport, I chose my own sport. I chose soccer. And 
you know, that, that's not without its challenges when you can't see fast-moving objects really well. Um, but I played a defensive position, and, uh, and for the most part, it did great. Um, I played for one year, and then there was another incident. There was an incident that happened um, where my vision was blamed for... Well, we'll get into that in another episode, but let's just say... Um, that people's lack of understanding of the way that I could see caused me to not play anymore after the first year. And that kind of soured me. But the truth of the matter is that I still played soccer and I still played pretty well. Um, my mother was there and, and she would encourage me. And uh, people used to joke that she's probably, you know, the only one who didn't need some kind of voice amplification. You could hear her across the field cheering. Growing up, uh, my, my mom was the one who taught me how to draw and how to paint, uh, which is kind of ironic considering my vision. But she did. She taught me how to draw. She taught me how to paint. She taught me how to, to see the world. Uh, and a great many things that... Uh, that I've learned about smashing my limitations. I learned from my mom and I learned from her grandmother. They basically told me that I could do anything and they backed that up. They let me try anything. When uh, I wanted to ride a bicycle, my mother taught me how to ride a bicycle and I rode bikes for days. Up until my mid-twenties, I rode a bike just about everywhere that I went. Uh, I rode to work. I rode to. Uh, I rode to school. I rode to. I rode everywhere. And and that's something that most people told me that I could never do. It's like you don't see well enough to ride a bike. Well, watch me. I put. Um, I've rode so many miles by the time I left Florida that I actually flipped the odometer on my bike. And uh, not only that, I rode fast. Faster than is probably safe for even a sighted person, but I rode fast. There was a time that I remember that I was riding down a local street and I watched a cop look in amazement as he clocked me going about a good five to seven miles over the speed limit, um, which in that area was, I think, 30 miles an hour. Anyways, my top speed is 45, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I you know, I, I've made a, a habit of doing things that people told me that I couldn't do. I used to ride deer trails with a group of friends in the cypress swamps of Florida. Uh, again, something that people told me that I couldn't do. Uh, people told me that I couldn't play sports. I played soccer. Uh, a little bit later, I ran track, but my grades weren't good enough for that. They told me that I could never drive. And for a time, I proved them wrong. I had a learner's permit in the state of Florida with a pair of bioptic lenses. And uh, I drove until I decided that for me, the risk uh, of injuring someone or feeling like I injured someone was out, it outweighed the, hey, I need to do this to show people up kind of thing. Which looking back now, considering how much I rode and how I rode uh, bicycles, it kind of seems stupid. I really should have just kept going. I was never in an accident. I was always really careful. As a matter of fact, if I was driving, I probably would annoy people uh, because I am really, really careful when it comes to maneuvering in traffic. But, um, but then, you know, that, that's one of those things. It's what I, it's what I did. And even today, I do a lot of things that are generally seen as being reserved for the fully sighted people. I enjoy shooting. 
I enjoy archery when I can get to it. I enjoy throwing sports like knife throwing and axe throwing and stuff like that. Although I don't get to do them very often. Uh, but I still have fun with them and I'm actually not bad with them. I'm not saying that I'm going to be able to... I'm sorry if people are unfamiliar with this term. I, I'm not saying that I'm going to shoot a three inch grouping at, you know, 20 yards. Uh, but I can, for the most part, get you know, get rounds on target when I am shooting. But that, again, that's just me doing things that people told me that I would never be able to do. So a lot of that I have to credit with, um, a, a lot of, I have to credit my mom for, for a lot of that. And again, she was the type of parent. She never told me what I could and couldn't do. She never told me, no, this isn't for you. She told me, give it a shot. You know, worst case scenario, you don't succeed and you now know that you have this limitation. So with that, I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk to parents here of, of any kid who is visually impaired or have a physical challenge. Unless what they want to do has a good chance of hurting them physically or uh, you know, or killing them, let them try. The truth of the matter is that most children and most adolescents are not inherently suicidal. They're not going to do things that, uh, that could get them killed. Like for example, when I, when I was driving, you know, uh, my father was adamantly opposed to it. And that's actually one of the when I look back at the memories, that was probably one of the things that hurt me the most is when he didn't support me in this. Um, but we'll go into that in a, on another show. But anyways, my mom was like, what's the worst that could happen? He gets into an accident and, you know, but he's going to be, she knew me well enough to know that I would be careful. You know, I was wearing a seatbelt. I was just learning most of the time we were on. Uh, we were on streets that were not busy, didn't get a whole lot of traffic. As a matter of fact, the busiest street that I wrote, that I drove on was when I was in, uh, when I took driver's ed. And yes, I actually took driver's ed and they took me onto one of the busiest streets in the Tampa Bay area at the time. Uh, and I was with a group where I was with, a, with an instructor and I was with three students. So yeah. Um, you know, so, so my mom never told me what I couldn't do. She told me to try. And as a result, I never really thought of limiting myself until I got to be older. Uh, once I, once I became an adolescent, once I got, you know, got into young adulthood, that's when my insecurities really started to, to take hold. And there's a lot that contributed to that. Uh, that didn't necessarily result or uh, that didn't necessarily stem from my succeeding or failing in the things that I tried. A lot of it was emotional. A lot of it was stuff that was uh, foisted upon me by my peers, uh, maybe even by my dad to some lesser degree. But for the most part, I made a habit of doing things that people told me that I couldn't do. Uh, and that, that includes things like, like I said, like shooting, like, uh, like driving, like riding bikes, like playing soccer. But you know, if, if you're a parent, please, 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 please don't, don't tell your kids what they can and can't do. If, if, if your child expresses that, Hey, I want to go out for a sport. Okay, cool. How do we make that work? You know, 
you can't, uh, your, your vision has, gives you certain limitations. How do we work around that? Um, you know, uh, I want to, I want to drive. Okay. Well, can you pass the vision test? No. Okay. Is there a way that we get you to pass the vision test? What got me past the vision test for, for driving was a pair of bioptic lenses made by a company called Edwards Optical out of Virginia Beach. I think they're called the, the Edwards Company now. But there are a plethora of bioptic lenses now that you can get. And that's in some cases, they might be able to get a child who is uh, legally blind without correction to the point where they or to where they can pass the vision test with correction. So let them try. You know, they're, the worst thing that you can do is tell a kid that they can't do something because of a visual impairment, uh, in, at least in my opinion. You know, support them as much as you can. When they succeed, tell them how great they were, just as though they were a fully sighted kid. And when they fail, then point out the learning experience. Okay, you tried this. You had the guts to do something that people told you that you could not do, and it didn't work out. So now you know that that is a thing that is that, that happens. And don't make a big deal out of it. You know, it's part of life. It's part of learning. And when you are, when you're growing up with any kind of a physical challenge, it's even more of a part of learning because, well, you have more to stuff to overcome than your typical teenager does, or that your typical than your typical child does. Um, when I was in elementary school, there was a time that I stopped using large print books, and I and uh, and I stopped using audiobooks, and I think that that has more to do with. Uh, certain events that happened around those times uh, and more to do with peer pressure than in in the fact than the fact that I was uncomfortable um, well no actually let me back up I was uncomfortable I was made uncomfortable I was made insecure I was made very very self-aware by events that happened around that time but that's that's a different story we're, we're gonna get into school stuff uh, in just a little while, in, in another episode, really. But yeah, uh, don't limit yourself. Don't let other people limit you. You can honestly, and I and I firmly believe this, with very few exceptions, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And what you can't is a physical limitation uh, based on what you can see, what you can't see, what you can do, what you can physically do and what you physically can't do. Other than that, it's all in your head. And again, parents, please don't limit your kids. Please don't tell them that you that they can or can't do something. Let them try. Help them try. That's important. Those successes uh, in childhood and in adolescence, they lead to productive confident adults and again this is this is my me speaking from my own personal experience i am not a psychiatrist i'm not a psychologist i'm not an occupational therapist i'm an it guy that currently works at a school <laughs> so that that's kind of where i'm coming from these everything i'm giving you is from my own personal experience and i've kind of and i'm sorry that i've kind of rambled uh the truth of the matter is that i've recorded this episode now three times 
because I didn't like the way that it came out the first two times and I completely changed up uh, the tack with this one. What was episode four is probably gonna be episode five or, or I'm sorry, whatever episode we're on. The episode that I originally recorded for this week is going to be pushed back for another week or two because I'm using this one to kind of set it up a little bit. But anyways, that's all I've got for today. That's all I have for this week. New episode will come out at 10 p.m. on Friday next week. Uh, don't forget, I have um, all of my social media links are in the show notes below, along with my email address. Check my Twitter because I do stream uh, on Twitch a couple of nights a week. And I'm more than willing to talk about issues of visual impairment or other things while I play video games, uh, which is another thing that people told me that I probably wouldn't be able to do. Um, anyways. I hope everybody has a good week, and we will see you next time. Oh, and one more thing. If you want to be part of the show, if you have questions, if you have comments, or if you want to even be on the show, hit me up in my social links, and we will make that happen. Have a good week, guys. Bye.